Hello adventuresses and welcome to the podcast dedicated to women who love horses, travel, and most of all adventure. My name is Heather and I will be your host today um, and it's happy September. It's uh, We're almost the full first full week into September. Uh, leaves are changing, uh, you know, not starting to notice the days are getting shorter so that's uh, always a, a sad thing up here in Canada. Um, but today I wanted to talk to you all things fall, um, you know, fall riding, all the things that you should be doing, be, you know, while you're in fall, before winter comes, before it gets cold, and all the cool things that kind of go on in the fall season. Uh, so stay tuned for a great episode on fall riding uh, and all the cool things that go on in September, October, November. We are explorers. We are trailblazers. We love to do what cannot be done. We love to test our limits, cross borders, and we love the freedom horses bring us. We seek lands without fences. Who are we? We are equestrian adventuresses. We are a community of women who love horses, travel, and adventure. To infinity and beyond! And now your hosts, Uta and Heather! Today's podcast is sponsored by Stone Horse Expeditions in Mongolia. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to visit a distant land? Ride across unfenced grassy hills, down long flower-filled valleys, crossing rivers and mountain passes, making camp in beautiful riverside setting, and watching the horses graze in nearby meadows, all while sipping a glass of wine or perhaps a cup of tea just as the sun goes down. And then do it again tomorrow and again for days at a time. Stone Horse Expeditions in Mongolia with their easygoing yet tough Mongolian horses, each with an unforgettable character, may be just the trip you were looking for to help rebalance in pristine nature with like-minded friends after a long absence of travel. Stone Horse provides a safe, small group environment taking care of your needs from the moment you arrive till the moment of departure. Their seasoned staff and experienced trip leaders, their own comfortable handmade saddles, and the delicious meals conjured up each night will make for an adventure of a lifetime. With a combined expedition experience of 40 plus years, the owners of Stonehorse know what to provide you to make each trip a memorable experience. Whether traveling with friends or making new ones along the way, you will add to the story of Stonehorse and it will become a part of your own. You can contact Stonehorse through their website at www.stonehorsemongolia.com or email them directly at info at stonehorsemongolia.com to learn more about how you can join them as they travel by horseback through the cultural and wilderness landscapes of this enchanted land. Hey adventuresses, so we're back here talking about fall riding ideas and activities. Um, just have to give you a little bit of backstory. So um, this spring, um, and I think I shared this, that I was, I had attended a couple clinics. I went to a cowboy dressage one. I went to a regular horsemanship one and my horse and I were connecting so awesome and things were going along really great. Uh, and then the next day after this, one of the clinics I had attended, I was, you know, it was a holiday. It was like a, Canada, it was Victoria Day, so it's a holiday in May, 
and uh, I was watching some TV, waiting for the laundry to be finished, you know, typical, uh, you know, got a day off work, so got to work at home. And all of a sudden, I started to get these like horrific pains in my stomach um, that I didn't know what they were. All of a sudden, you know, it's like, do I need to throw up? Do I need to go to the bathroom? What, what exactly is happening here? To, to which it got to the point where I am laying on the floor in the bathroom and I'm trying to text my husband to come find me because something is like dramatically wrong with me. And uh, my phone, I had no cell service in the house. I'm like, come on, I'm going to die here on the bathroom floor. Well, eventually he heard me moaning and came in to investigate what this was going on. And so we, we ended up, we decided to call an ambulance because we didn't know what was wrong. And I really felt like I was dying. So off comes the ambulance and they whisk me away and um, go to the hospital and they do some blood work and my white blood count is like through the roof. They're like, well, clearly something's going on. Um, I had a CT scan, which then resulted that my appendix was inflamed and that I needed to have that removed. And needless to say, about four hours later, off I went to the operating room to have my appendix taken out. So I don't know wherever you live, what, you know, the hospitals in Canada are usually pretty good. Um, so I had my appendix out at about like 1030 that night. And uh, by the next morning, I was, you know, my stomach really hurt. You know, they do it laparoscopy. So they blow you up with all that gas. And, and then, you know, depending on how long it takes your body to absorb it or release it, you can have some different kind of pains. But so they, you know, in the morning got me up and I remember the nurse, I was so thirsty and, and uh, she brought me this apple juice, like a juice box. Well, it was like gold. It was like the best thing I'd ever tasted. Because uh, I, I was probably a little bit dehydrated and, you know, from all the medication and, you know, not eating in 20 some hours. Anyway, so off they go. They, you know, check me out. Yep, you're good. Uh, everything's good. You can go home. Uh, you know, take it easy for a couple of weeks. Well, a couple of weeks comes and goes and I'm like, still, honestly, my not feeling so great. So I go and see my my primary physician and you know, I explained to him, you know, I still kind of have this like weird indent in my side. And anyways, long story that I, uh, short, um, I had some complications from my appendix surgery, which really put all of my fun summer activities on the side burner, specifically with my horse. So just recently I have started back riding again. Um, I had no upper, you know, my lifting my saddle on was like completely out of the question. Um, so, so there was no, uh, no riding for me for, for almost two and a half months. Um, but so finally back riding and I'm super excited that, uh, you know, fall is here. I just love that sound when you're out riding in the leaves and they're crunching and the beautiful colors. Um, you know, the one downside of fall versus spring, um, cause I do like those seasonality changes um, is that in spring, your days get longer, but in the fall, it seems like poof by like the 15th of September, it's dark at six o'clock. Now I'm exaggerating. It's probably like seven, but it feels like, you know, you go to work when it's dark and you get home when it's dark and there's no time for riding, um, which then, you know, really leads your, your weekends, uh, daytime hours. So, but I, what I wanted to talk about was, you know, some of the really cool riding things that go on in the fall. 
Um, just uh, about two weekends ago, I was out visiting some friends in Alberta and, and we had gone riding. Um, and I, I do have to give toot my own horn here. So at one point in time, early on in the ride, and I was riding a friend's horse, um, he started walking funny and I'm not sure if he stepped on a stone or something. So I hopped off to check his foot uh, and there was nothing there. And I never actually even thought about it. Uh, I just put my foot in the stirrup and climbed back on. And off we went. And she was like, oh my God, you didn't need a mounting block because I always need a mounting block because I am like short. And it seems like every horse I ride is tall. Um, but I was so proud of myself that I hopped back on like there was no problem. So I must be uh, feeling 100%. So for any of you out there that are like me, who are always looking for a big rock or a bench or something to get on, it is possible. If you do need to, your body just sometimes cooperates with you and, and lets you hop back on. And, and it, it wasn't, you know, I just literally hopped back on. There was no grunting and groaning. So it was quite funny. That's my own little toot my horn today. But anyways... While we were out, uh, well, because we had to trailer the horses to where we were going to go for our little adventure, uh, on the way back, I noticed that in one of the fields, it was all set up uh, with with little jumps. So they had used the big round bales, um, so they were on their side. So they had taken the cross or, or rails that you'd use for jumping and kind of stuck them in the middle part with a core, which would be the softest point. But they had made a whole like cross-country field course in this farmer's field, but using the round bales as the jump standards. And all of the jump, most of them were like just cross rails. So maybe 18 inches, like a foot and a half to two feet high. So nothing major. So I went on my handy dandy little Google and searched out I was near Calgary, um, Calgary Hunt Club. And sure enough, they were having uh, the Calgary Hunt Club has... Um, a few opportunities for practice hunt weekends and then they have their traditional fall hunts on other weekends so um, they have them all over you know kind of around the southern part of Calgary so it was super cool so so that's something that goes on in the fall um, as well my Facebook has been just filled with like fall clinics western equitation cowboy dressage all of these really cool things that are kind of having you know one or two weekends of a, a last kind of whoop up of, of these fun little clinics before you know before it gets cold where unfortunately unless you have access to indoor arenas um winter riding really is only said for you know a, a sunny day in the winter because uh, once we get snow it does you know it places it makes it very challenging to go trail riding um lots of the you know got mark trails are closed in the winter time because they're you know snowmobilers are using them um so and and then you know where I live we get a ton of ice so you know a lot of riding doesn't happen so these you know these these clinics these hunts you know all of these kind of things are super fun to do in the fall um as well as lots of the show season you know the, lots of the show clubs and those kind of things this is the time of year they have their kind of wind-ups they have their championships they have you know, all those kind of things where, you know, they take all of the year's work and, and you know, you have one kind of last kick at the can to show all of your, uh, you know, the things that you've learned and how well you and your horse can perform. Um, so, so definitely, you know, go on your, I'm sure you all have, you know, a million different Facebook groups that you follow, but, you know, check them out. There may be an opportunity, even if you don't want to do the hunt, but maybe you can go watch. That is one of my bucket list items, which we're going to talk about a little bit later, but I really want to participate in a hunt. Um, 
somewhere like cool, like somewhere in the UK, Ireland, maybe Scotland. Um, so, so one of the things that I want to work on is, is that maybe, you know, cause most of the jumps aren't really that big They're you know, they're, uh, you know, maybe three feet, uh, the ones that I've read about anyways, but maybe I have to get my facts better, but those are some things that you may want to look at for, for fall riding. But some other things that are a really good idea to do in conjunction with your fall riding is, you know, giving your, your tack a good once over, you know, giving it a good cleaning, you know, that Sunday afternoon where it's still quite warm, cleaning it all, you know, hanging it on the fence, um, you know, maybe putting a little bit of oil on it, those kind of things and letting, you know, the sun let it soak in before you put it away, uh, cleaning your brushes. Um, another one is depending on where you're located, if you're using winter blankets, this is the time you want to, you know, make sure, you know, when you took it off in the spring, did you get it cleaned? Is it ready to go? Uh, you know, check out the straps because, you know, we all know that, oh, we don't need a blanket on. And then you hear on the, like the six o'clock news, big blizzards coming, the temperature's going to drop by 15 degrees. And, you know, you're like, got to get out there and get your blanket on your horse. And then you're like, oh crap, I forgot that that strap was broken. So this is the time before you need it to go through all of your equipment and, and see if, uh, if your winter gear is, uh, is ready to go. Um, you know, I know the laundromats probably don't like this, but there are some laundromats that have like the oversized washers that you can take and wash your, um, your big winter blankets to, um, as well as if your city that your town that you live near has a racetrack, lots of times there's a laundromat close to the racetrack and they'll let you do it. Um, so, so that's something that you may want to check out. Um, another thing is, you know, as we roll from fall into that dreaded winter where it seems like it's dark 24 hours a day and cold, um, it is perhaps maybe taking some lessons at a local arena, whether you haul in or, or maybe you ride a school horse. Maybe there's a different di discipline that you wouldn't mind try trying and your horse is like, my Western horse will not even look at a jump or, you know, my English horse wouldn't even consider doing barrel racing or reining or working cow horse or anything like that. So maybe there's opportunity sometimes with indoor arenas that, ha you know, that are heated and those kind of things and have lights because we know at six o'clock it's dark, can't be doing outside activities. Um, so, so that might be something to, uh, to definitely to look into because, you know, that's a, a way to increase your riding, take on a new adventure. And, you know, and adventures don't always have to be, you know, uh, in Spain or in Ireland or in Texas, they can be in your own backyard. Um, you know, so, so definitely check that out. That, that's something that I'm always game to is, is to take some, you know, take some riding lessons because it's always good to, you know, um, have someone give you a little critique. Hey, did you notice that when you ride, you're, you're, you know, you, you always have one stirrup longer than the other, or, you know, your posture could use an improvement, those kind of things. So, which brings me to goals. You know, I, I, growing up, you know, in September, the teacher would always say, well, what are goals for the year? And I used to always groan because I thought goals were so silly and everything. And, and now, um, you know, I'm not great at writing them down, um, but every once in a while I'll think, you know, I, this is something that I want to strive towards. Um, and then I'm super proud of myself when I actually achieve it. And, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, I want to climb Mount Everest because that's realistic, not realistic for the average person. But, uh, you know, I want to be able to jump an 18 inch Cavaletti 
by spring, you know, that's a realistic goal. You know, you find a jumping barn, you, uh, or you, you know, I, I'd like to learn how to do cattle pending. So I'm going to search out a place that, you know, offer offers, you know, learn to cattle pen, just like they have learned to play hockey, learn to learn to, uh, play baseball, they have all of this stuff. You just have to search it out. So so definitely that's something um, you, you, you may want to think about. Now, we do know as fall progresses, we get into winter and winter's long. Um, there are some adventures that do not happen in your backyard. I've been very fortunate. I've been to Portugal. I've been to Spain. Uh, I've been to... I've lots of places in Canada, as well as Ireland, which is still one of my favorite places to go riding. Um, but this is the time of year that, you know, you start thinking about that, oh, you know, where where on my bucket list would I want to go? Is there a specific breed that you want to ride? You know, do you want to go to India and ride, you know, see the Mawari horses or go to Iceland and, you know, ride the Icelandic horses that do the tolt? Um, you know, a few weeks ago, I, I did a podcast on the Mongol Derby. Like, do you want to go ride, you know, those Mongolian horses? That's totally on my bucket list, but it's just so far away. So have to figure out, I, I bought some lottery tickets today. So I'm really hoping that that pans out because then, <laughs> I know, I know, I laugh at myself as I throw my money away. Um, but you never know. Like, if you don't buy a ticket, can't win. So I, uh, I, I am hoping that uh, someday I will be able to go to Mongolia and uh, not do the Mongol Derby because that's just way too crazy. I am not crazy. I am not that crazy. I like adventure and those kind of things, but yeah, seeing some of those semi-feral horses that those uh, competitors had to ride, that was just a little bit too much for me. But, uh, but you know, going um, like our sponsor, Stone, Stone Horse Expeditions, they have some fantastic rides um, that uh, definitely are on my bucket list. Um, something that I've been uh, kind of following a little bit is I really like to eat. And uh, with eating, you have to know how to cook. Um, so I think next on my bucket list, it might be Italy and do a combo riding cooking kind of thing. I would love to go and like, make pasta and make pasta sauce and maybe drink some wine and have make some pizza and go riding, you know, in Tuscany, uh, around Florence, you know, and even like maybe down in the south part, like in, in Naples or the Amalfi Coast looks so beautiful. Even if it was like just go for an hour ride on the beach or something like that. Well, not Amalfi doesn't really have much of a beach, but, um, but yeah, those kind of things sound so much fun. Um, so, so that's kind of on my bucket list. So if you do know of any places that I can go horseback riding and learn how to make pasta, uh, shoot me an email, uh, or comment on the Facebook page because that would be super cool. And if any of you are interested in horseback riding and making pasta and eating pizza, let me know. And maybe we can make a plan and go, uh, go do that. Um, some other places that are always really high on my list Again, I love Ireland. It is just the most spectacular. Um, Scotland, um, and again, I think this is because I secretly want to do a hunt. And uh, I interviewed Susan Oaks, oh, 18 months ago, maybe. She's that uh, side saddle jumper uh, that has the Olympic or the Guinness World Record. Um, she does hunts over there, side saddle. Like, come on, I can, I can barely jump an, I can't even jump an 18-inch Cavaletti, let alone jump a fence or a gate side saddle, like, come on, that's crazy. 
Um, but yeah, so it's like one of those hashtag goals for me. Um, so yeah, that those are some fun things to do um, do in the fall. So you know, the days are getting shorter. So really take advantage of your weekend riding. Um, take a look over your gear. Make sure that that blanket, all the straps are, you know, that you aren't missing a buckle. Make sure they're clean. You know, get on, you know, one of those last sunny Sundays before the really cold comes. You know, give your brushes a, a, a good scrubbing. Clean them out. Um, utilize your local resources. Go watch a fall hunt or go, you know, to a uh, working equitation uh, clinic, cattle penning, um, cowboy dressage there's so many super cool things to do and you know if you don't have your own horse um, there's lots of places that have school horses that you can take lessons on or you know lots of them will have these like learn two days um, where you can go and, and check it out um, so just a quick episode today uh, nothing too serious uh, fall riding ideas um, I hope you've enjoyed some of my tips um, Maybe you make some of your goals yourself, plan some winter adventures, uh, somewhere warm. And again, if you like eating and you like uh, riding, um, send me a note and maybe we can connect and uh, hit Italy and eat, drink some wine and have some pasta. Uh, have a great day, everyone. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. On behalf of Uta and myself, we do look forward to you joining us again soon. If you'd like the show, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you will not miss any new episodes in the future. If you'd like to give us some feedback or suggest a topic for a future show, please send us an email or message us via Facebook, or simply leave a review on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or Stitcher. The greater reviews we receive, the more like-minded people can find our show. And don't forget to check out all the great things on our website, equestrianadventuresses.com. Our goal is to provide you with all the information you need to feel confident to go out on your own equestrian adventure. So until next time, adventuresses, Happy trails.